bestie welcome back to your orthodox besties podcast we are your hosts Miriam and mary and we're so glad you're here tuning into candid conversations about your burning questions if you're new to the podcast this is a hotline style show for youth and young adults meaning you write in your questions and we discuss them here in a short sweet and significant dialogue Through our faith, experience, and knowledge, we hope to challenge your thoughts, encourage you to better understand yourself, and help you see the value you bring to this world as Christ intended. Please remember that every situation is unique to its circumstances, and our answers are not meant to be prescriptive in any way. And with that in mind, let's dive in to today's question. Okay, so today's question is about spiritual dryness question goes what if I'm just not motivated to work on my spiritual life and I'm just going to church out of habit is that okay honestly I think we'd all be lying if we didn't say that has happened to us in one point in time like that is something that we all struggle with that is something that happens I don't know regularly maybe I'm different yeah, than talk others for yourself, Mary. I love going to church every day every week since I was little I just yeah. naturally just wanted to be there all the time so the fact that this question is being asked I don't want this person to feel like they're isolated or that there's something wrong with them because they're feeling this way I think it's a very normal to feel this way I think our spiritual journey and our relationship with God is going to be a roller coaster of some sort where it has its ups and downs and even plateaus. So if you're doing things out of habit, that does not mean it is bad, in my opinion. You know, it was really interesting too how the question was worded because it was like, is it okay if we go to church out of habit? When I think of the term habit, I actually think of things that I really like doing that maybe I shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? So I feel like with church, it's not so much that it's become a habit, but it's almost become like an expectation or an obligation. Like I know for me growing up, like going to church on Sunday was not really a choice. It was just what we did on Sunday. That's part of your routine. Yeah, exactly. It was just part of your routine. It was an expectation. And I know that going through, especially through like high school years, it was something that I had to force myself to do as opposed to something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I guess the question really becomes, isn't it beneficial to force yourself to do things that you don't necessarily enjoy, but that you know have a greater purpose or that you know there's a greater good that comes out of it that's a lot more important than just your enjoyment for that period of time and this is not even just about church but in general you know yeah of course and the one example that comes to mind right away is working out or exercise or some sort of movement breaks right because we know that our bodies need that and even though we don't want to do it whether it's going for a walk going to the gym or just standing up when I'm at work as opposed to sitting down all the time. I know that my body needs that, but even though I don't want to do it or I might be lazy or whatever it might be, I still do it out of routine, out of habit, just so that I can incorporate it in my daily life or in my weekly life so that I get the benefit of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think too, when I think about church and how sometimes there are Definitely. And even until this day, there are definitely Sundays when I wake up and I think like, 
no, I really just want to stay in bed today. And I'm okay admitting that because I really do think it's normal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this might be a stretch, but I'm sure that there are priests out there who wake up on Sundays <laughs> and even they feel like we all have days where we don't want to go to work sometimes, right? Yeah. That, it's the same. Like, we're human, right? That when we are pushed to do things outside of our comfort zone, like, it's nice to stay in bed. It's nice to mm-hmm. just have a day to myself. And, like, I don't really feel like going to church and spending this many hours of my weekend. It's my time. It's what I I should be able to do what I want to do with it yeah but if that's the way that I'm thinking about everything in life I think that's really really dangerous because we already live in such a comfortable world like when you think about how quickly we're able to access everything that we want you know we live in a relatively easy time right now where everything's at our fingertips, you know, information, things, ordering online, like everything just happens so, so, so quickly that when we are forced, and I will use the word forced because sometimes that is what it feels like when someone else is putting external pressure on you to do something like go to church, it does kind of make you think, hmm, I'm taking some time out of my week to not do the thing that I want to do, to not focus just on what makes me comfortable, but to take a step back and turn my attention not only towards God, but towards the world, towards the community, towards um, all of the good that church is meant to bring to us. Okay, so are we saying that by continuously doing the things that maybe are a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit forced on us, like going to church weekly, will that eventually lead to something? Because we are saying that you're going to get the benefits from it. So if I'm not motivated about my spiritual life, but I'm still going to church every week, am I supposed to expect something in return? Like, will one day as I'm attending church, like some spark will go off or some Mm -hmm. connection will happen that will connect me closer to God or will improve my relationship with God? Yeah, that's such an interesting question because I think that is how we work, isn't it? Like as humans, it's like I'll put an effort into something if I can see results. Like we'll go back to the working out example, right? If you're getting up every morning at 6 a.m. to run, okay? And your goal is to, yeah, okay. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Hey, to each their own. Um, You know, And your goal is like, I want to be able to do, you know, a 5K under 30 minutes. And you do this every single day. And you're not meeting that goal. You're not seeing the results. It's so much more difficult to get up at 6 a.m. every morning to keep doing that, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the dangers of the way that we approach church and our spiritual lives in general is the same way. It's like, it's almost like I feel like if I put in the time, right? If I uh, pray for this long, I should be able to feel or even hear some sort of response or... um, Or see answers to my prayers. Yes, yeah. Or, uh, you know, a, a circumstance might get resolved or it's almost like we sometimes treat God like a genie. Like, it's like, well... If I go to church every Sunday and if I read the Bible every night and if I pray for these many, this many hours per week, then I should feel some sort of um, tangible improvement in my relationship with God or in the way that he responds to my prayers, for example. And I think that is a very um, difficult way to stay motivated in the spiritual life because I think that's not how you measure progress 
Of course, and I agree with you, and we shouldn't be looking for him answering our prayers or even changing circumstances because that's not how it works. Prayer, again, we've discussed this before, and we've said this before, prayer is more for yourself than it is for some sort of response, if that makes sense, right? Like it's it's feeling that connection with him. But is it wrong to think that if I'm repeatedly doing the same action, which is attending church or attending liturgy or whatever, that my union or my relationship with God should get stronger mm -hmm. or should feel better. Because if we're going to connect it to relationships with families, for example, or relationships with friends, for example, if I dedicate a day a week to see a particular group of friends and I'm still walking in after two months feeling like an outsider, I probably will not continue hanging out with these friends. Just That's just the reality, right? Mm -hmm. Or if with my family, I'm making sure that I give them a day a week or two days a week and I'm connecting with them and I'm making sure to listen to them and be there for them and be present for them. And I still feel crummy after leaving that interaction or that situation and I don't feel closer to them or I don't feel like they care about me, then of course I'm going to not want to continue. But you know what? I actually think that in the closest relationships that we have in life and you know with the people that you even spend the most amount of time with that that relationship or that journey can be a little bit more of a roller coaster there are going to be times where you feel incredibly close and there are going to be times where you feel distant and that's just the nature of us being human and um Things not always going in that nice, beautiful, upward trajectory that we wish they would go in. And the exact same thing applies to our relationship with God. And so, it, of course, it's super frustrating when you're putting in all this time in a, in a human relationship and in a relationship with God. And you're like, well, I don't really feel much difference. So what's the point? Exactly. And that's what I wanted to hopefully get across that even putting in that effort if you're not feeling anything in return it does not mean that that needs to stop or that needs to change right if you are eager to have that relationship with god and the only thing that you could do at this time in your life is attend church once a week or attend a service once a week and that's all you have in you that's okay you know what else i really would love to just plant this one idea that sometimes doing something like going to church, it may not even be for you. It may be for something that's so much greater than you, and you may not ever realize that. It's sometimes in God's grace, it can be revealed to you in certain ways, but sometimes it's someone else at church that needs you to be there. Like, And I have seen this happen firsthand so many times where, you know, I wasn't planning to go to church and I woke up and I really didn't want to go. And of course, the one Sunday that I go, this person who hasn't been to church in months ends up showing up. And it's someone who I used to be really close with. And all of a sudden, there's a friendship that's being reignited there. And there's a connection that's that's rebuilding. And sure, that's not going to happen every Sunday. And I, I'm, I'm not suggesting that you're going in for some like magical experience every Sunday. That's not at all it. But if you're not pushing yourself to do the things that you don't necessarily feel like doing, that may be a missed opportunity, whether mm -hmm. that's for you or if it's for someone else. But someone's losing in that situation if you're not willing to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And if you're not motivated to do more than just that, I, I want 
you to be okay with that right now but don't stay in it for too long even if you're not motivated right now that's okay maybe give yourself a little timeline maybe tell yourself like okay this is all i could give this month because i'm so preoccupied by x y and z and i hope god understands and god will understand because he knows your intentions and he knows your heart but do not stay in that lull for too long because once you stay in that lull for too long it's actually harder to motivate yourself and this can be said about anything in life Mm -hmm. like we were talking about working out the longer you go without working out or without going to the gym it's so much harder to get back into it Mm -hmm. and it's so much harder to motivate yourself to get back into it Mm -hmm. so don't stay in that lull for too long if you need to reach out to friends for example or a support system for example and be like hey what what have you been doing what book have you been reading or what podcast have you been listening to orthodox bestie of course like what is it that's motivating you right now Mm -hmm. and maybe by asking someone they could give you some sort of influence or some sort of spark that might reignite that for you so that you can be re-motivated yeah i'm so happy you used sort of a ton of different examples because sometimes i think we really box in our spiritual life and what it means to have a spiritual life you know of course things like attending church praying and reading the bible are absolutely important but yeah sometimes you do need to mix it up sometimes you do need to look for you know maybe a new idea or maybe there's like a new bible study that you've never tried to attend or um, a book that you're interested in reading or maybe it's a service that you've never explored or you know you really like you did your best but you just couldn't get yourself out of bed on Sunday then does that mean like that day is just a write-off or that week is a write-off no like there are different ways to bring your spiritual life to the next level. And maybe that's exploring a new volunteer opportunity this week or looking up, um, you know, uh, a homeless shelter downtown that might need an extra hand. There's the options truly are endless. If your mind is fixated on every week, I want to do something or I want to experience God in some way. And that is really, really I think the most important thing to consider when you're in those quieter times in your spiritual life where it's so much harder to stay motivated. I try to label it and I try to say, I want to find joy in God in Mm -hmm. some way this week. So what can I do that will bring me joy in God this week? And where can I see him the most? Whether it's like listening to worship music in your car (laughs) or attending something that is new. And I and like you said, I think we always put our services in a box and we always affiliate our spiritual life with just the church. But honestly, serving a friend or serving others can go a long way as well with you feeling that joy of God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And just to kind of bring it back full circle, because I, I don't want to ignore the like the liturgical part of this and the attending of church being inconsistently enjoyable i'm not gonna lie like this is definitely something that i struggle with and what i think i've i've learned over the years is that there are some times during liturgy where you could be completely distracted your mind is all over the place you're barely paying attention it's just like before you know it the liturgy's over or you're just sitting there and you're like oh my gosh when is this gonna end okay and all it really takes is even just like one sentence in the sermon or maybe a hymn that's sung 
incredibly beautifully that just touches, you know, a part of your soul that that hasn't been touched for a long time. And it may not be that you were on point for the whole liturgy or that you were really engaged and, oh, like so in it and singing and really involved, but it could just be that one message got through today, whether it was through the liturgy itself, um, through the hymnology or through the, the Bible or through the sermon, or whether it was through maybe an interaction you have with someone after the liturgy, that God is constantly trying to get through to us. And I think it really is up to us to sometimes just open our eyes to that. Just to be open to it makes all the difference in the world. Of course. And I always say, if you're looking for God, you will find him everywhere. Thanks again for tuning in today. Just a reminder that if anything we've said resonated with you, be sure to take a moment to reflect and pray. If you need more guidance or support, please seek out a trusted friend, family member, mentor, or mental health professional. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Orthodox Church. And on that note, we're your hosts, Miriam and Mary, and it was so great catching up with you today. Till next time, love you, bestie.